Welcome to Forging the Norsatch, a podcast for entrepreneurs, startups, small business owners, and the supporters of the Northern Utah entrepreneurial ecosystem, presenting an interesting topic of the day and an enlightening interview with a new company or organization that supports business in the Norsatch, presented by the Economic Development Office of Weber State University. Hey, uh, welcome to Forging the Norsatch. This is Guy Latender and episode number four, October 6th, 2020. Our co-host today will be James Taylor, the Director of Sponsored Projects at Weber State. And joining James and I today for our organization and small business for this episode will be Sean Dagani of Santorini's Greek Grill in Farmington. However, before we hear from Sean, we're gonna learn about social marketing tips from Sydney Furton of Love Communications. Uh, and that's, a, that's gonna be a great part of our show as well. And you know, James, I, I'm looking forward to our show today. Uh, how, how have you been? You know, Guy, I've been doing great. I'm excited for the show. Uh, Sydney is fantastic. She is a wealth of knowledge. And uh, I'm already getting hungry for some Greek food, just to be frank. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they both, you know, Sydney's going to talk about social media and, and networking and how important networking is to, to growing your business and starting your business. Yeah, I, and it's such an interesting thing. I was kind of thinking about networking. I'll be frank with you guys, I don't like to network. Networking is hard. It, it, getting out of your comfort zone is a tough thing to do. So networking to me is just not a natural, it's not a natural thing, right? But I, what I would say is I think networking may be, one of the most important things you need to do to get your business started. You know, I think it's, I think it's that important. Yeah. Learning more about your customers is an important part of that and learning what other support organizations are, are out there. And I'm kind of with you, James, I'm kind of an introvert. So yeah, going out into a group of people and networking, it's kind of awkward, you know, um, especially, you know, in our in northern Utah, it's it's a, a lot of men oriented uh, businesses. Be harder, uh, I think, if you're a woman to to grow your network. No, I think that's I think that's really true. And so I think you know, as I think about how do you kind of get started with networking, you need to kind of locate. Step one is to kind of find those organizations where people that are like you and maybe have similar problems. Um, you can go. So if you're a woman trying to start a, a business and you're looking to kind of create your network. I think you need to kind of find some easy step one, one-on-one networking type of events, right? I think that, that's, that's, that kind of makes it easier to kind of get started. Well, I'm, you know, working with the Chambers of Commerce in Davis County and Ogden Weber Chamber of Commerce, both those groups have strong networking events uh, in general, um, but they also have started some women events to get women connected with women. And I think to do what you said, do that step one and get out there and find like-minded folks. Um, the Ogden Weber Chamber, uh, their next event is October 27th at the Monarch Building. James, that Monarch Building is awesome. It's, what a great community they're forming there. Oh yeah, if you haven't been to the Monarch, shame on you because that, that place is amazing. That's October 27th at 11.30, but check out the Ogden Weber Chamber of Commerce page to find out more of that. And then the Davis County, that's a group of high energy folks right there. Every time I go to one of their events, it's absolutely fun and absolutely crazy. Their next event is on October 8th, which is just two days from now. So get, get out there. It'll be a women's werewolves and women in business luncheon 
at Boondocks, and that's in Kaysville, and they're going to have a costume contest, which I think will also help with the mask situation, because if you're wearing a mask in your costume, then uh, that makes it even more helpful. And Angie Osgothorpe, the, the chamber president there, she is an atomic bomb of energy. So I would definitely encourage folks to go check out the Davis Chamber of Commerce calendar page to find out more about their event on October 8th, which is Werewolves and Women in Business Luncheon. So let's get started. Let's get going with social media marketing tips. Hey James, today we're gonna to have Sydney Burton with us talk about social media marketing tips. That sounds fun, huh? And I think this is gonna be a great episode. Sydney is fantastic. So Sydney recently joined Love Communications as an account supervisor specializing in tourism. She's honed her skills in creating and implementing innovative marketing strategies and plans to better improve a company's position in the market, particularly for those in the travel and tourism industry. I've seen her work at the Visit Ogden before, um, and she's passionate about and excellent at using analytics and research to, do, to drive informed decisions. And she also brings a decade of experiential, digital, and traditional marketing to the table. Uh, I don't know how we got so lucky to have Sydney join us today. Thank you, Sydney. How are you? I'm good, and thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Sydney, so tell us what's going on at Love Communications. What do you guys do there? Uh, so Love Communications is a full marketing and PR agency. Um, we work with a wide variety of clients, but as you mentioned, I do specialize in working closely with, with their tourism clients. And so my role um, at the agency is I act as an important link between the agency and our clients. Um, so I try to better understand the client's goals um, and then organize our creative team um, to help them produce effective marketing campaigns. That sounds awesome. Hopefully someday uh, as an informal mentor, we can, you can maybe help some of our entrepreneurs in our Wildcat Microfund as we're moving along there. They all need tips to get their business off the ground. I agree. Social media is such a complex world. And there's so many social media platforms. So here's my first question for you, Sydney. Do I have, does a business have to be on every single platform? Uh, you know, I would actually discourage businesses from being on every single social network that's available out there. You know, it's, it's really best to focus on platforms to provide the most opportunity for you and your business. And also being realistic on what platforms or channels you can maintain. Um, so what, what does your bandwidth look like? So my recommendation would be to review the strengths of each platform and decide which ones are worth your, your time and energy. And I have a rundown of, of the various networks and, and what their strengths and weaknesses are. And I can share that now, or if you have specific questions, happy to dive into each platform, but they're, no, they're I, not all worth your time for sure. If you have a, if you could do a quick snapshot, I think it'd be really helpful of how active you have to be on some, maybe some of the big social platforms like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I mean, how active do you have to be? Uh, really, it's a social network, you know, and, and the key term here is social. And so you really want to be pretty proactive with your social channels. So for instance, it's recommended on Twitter to be posting 10 to 30 times a day. 
Now that's pretty extreme and that can be really unrealistic for a lot of people. So maybe it's more realistic to shoot between three to five tweets a day. But with that platform specifically, like you want to be encouraging conversations, be part of conversations, be asking questions and starting conversations. And so Twitter can be a lot, but if you do it well, it will definitely work for your brand. Um, Facebook and Instagram, it's a little bit more realistic to post once a day. Um, it, you know, I would say five to seven days posting on those channels is, is really, um, will make it worth your time. You don't want to have a big gap in between posting because the networks will actually punish you for that. Um, the more you post on those platforms, the, the more you'll show up when people are searching. Um, but again, you don't want to be posting three to five times, times a day on Facebook or Instagram. That, that gets to be too much on those platforms. Mm -hmm. If you are wanting to share more information on Facebook or Instagram, you'll want to take advantage of their stories the IGTV specifically on Instagram um, or the reels, which I know can cross both Instagram and Facebook, um, Pinterest, LinkedIn. Um, so LinkedIn specifically is more of a professional network um, and your content should reflect that. Um, it's really great to use for sharing industry articles and general professional content, maybe trends, things that are happening within the industry that your business is in. Um, and that can be, I would say, a handful times a week, so probably three to five times a week on LinkedIn. And then Pinterest is, is, is especially great um, tool for inspiring people. You want to show strong imagery. Um, you want to, it, it's like a vision board. So if you want people to envision themselves, um, let's say you're, you own like a distillery, like include, like create like a, a distillery, um, a bucket list, you know, and, and put that on Pinterest or connect with some of the local businesses around, around your business and create like a, a day, you know, on this street, visit these various um, businesses. So Pinterest can be really collaborative. I would say all of them can be very collaborative. Um, but with Pinterest, I would say post on there probably also three to five times a week. So. Well, it sounds like uh, we should, I, there's so much on each one that we can learn from. Yeah. Um, hopefully you can come back and join us and maybe on a topic of each one of those. Who's doing Who's doing social media well in our region? Who, who should we ask people to look to as for good examples? Yeah, so in, in the Weber Davis area, companies that I would say are doing it well, um, some that really stick out for me are is Powder Mountain. They are, you know, they, they really have fun with their content. It doesn't get boring, even though it's a lot of the same high adventure, you know, skiing, mountain biking, but they just have a lot of fun with their content. Uh, this is Ogden. It's a guy who literally just started doing this as a hobby, and he also posts very inspirational, beautiful content and really encourages people to get out. Um, in, I would also say Lagoon is doing a really good job, and, and that's not just strictly to their digital and social marketing efforts, but also um, their legacy or traditional marketing efforts. I think that they do a really good job there as well. And then I would also like to say like Daily Rice Coffee. So they have jumped up on TikTok. And I would say TikTok is, is a hard platform to tap into because it's very creative and encourages 
um, fun, interesting, and silly content, like off the wall. Like you have to be really vulnerable when you're using TikTok. And I think Daily Rise has done a really good job at implementing TikTok into their overall strategy. Sydney, would you honor us with your energy and your wisdom again? This is, I just feel like there's so much more that you have to share and not enough time today. Would, would you honor us with your presence again? Yes, I would love to. So I would love to take a deeper dive on, on some of these platforms, or if you have any questions that are coming um, from our listeners, happy to dive in and, and even answer some of the questions that they may have. Awesome. Thank you. And for your listeners out there on the website, we'll be posting some links um, that Sydney's provided us that you might find some blogs and, that share uh, social media best practices. So Sydney, thank you. We look forward to talking to you again soon. Have a great day. Thanks for having me. Hey, James, we have Sean Degani today from the Santorini Green Grill from Farmington Station. I've eaten there with Sean Buse, the economic development director of a couple years ago. Fantastic food. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, this is going to be another great interview. Uh, just another great, um, I think, interview is going to be, uh, I think, Sean, what he's doing at Farming Station is, is really interesting and fantastic. So Sean Degani is from Sandy, Utah. And before finishing high school, he opened his first restaurant at the City Creek Mall, which I imagine you got to be pretty good at getting into that mall. Uh, it was the Mykonos restaurant. And after a number of years and after leaving Mykonos, Sean tried his hand at managing a franchise a store for a large regional group. And after a year or so of that, he found he needed to get back to running his own business. So he started the Santorini Greek Grill in Farmington Station. Sean, welcome aboard. How are you today? Appreciate you guys having me. Thank you. So Sean, I understand that uh, your family immigrated from Iran. That's, uh, that's kind of exciting. How many years ago was that? Well, my family came here about uh, 35 years ago. I was uh, born and raised here and raised in Sandy, Utah. And I've, you know, always been around Mediterranean food um, most of my life. It's uh, what, what we cooked at home. What's your favorite Iranian food that maybe you don't have? Yeah, you cannot go wrong with the kebabs. The kebabs are just phenomenal. So really is uh, very similar to Greek food with all the kebabs and the rice and, you know, the different, different types of meats and sauces. Sean, can I ask you a question? So you started your first startup company when you were in high school. What yes, kind of nerd is. were you in high school just to go start up your own company instead of just, uh, you know, doing what high school kids should be doing, you know? You're all trying to make money and start your own company. That, that's, I think that's really interesting. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, I never really did that well in school. Um, it just, I didn't, I didn't learn in the traditional classroom setting. So, you know, while I was a senior in high school, uh, my father owned a pizzeria, Sabaros, and they asked us to drop some supplies off at their new downtown location before City Creek was open. And that's when I came across City Creek Center. And I said to myself, this is going to be the place and, and I need to, need to get, get the ball rolling. So, you know, I worked really hard at it for several months before I was able to get an interview with their leasing and we ended up making it happen. I tell my kids that they need to start their own business by the time they're in high school. Otherwise, they're not living up to the Santini, uh, Santorini, uh, you know, work ethic. So, but the, so how did you how did you end up at Farmington Station? How did that, how did that happen? You know, while we uh, 
operated in City Creek Center. Uh, Station Park is being built and developed, and their uh, leasing team here just just loved the concept, and um, I think more so uh, fell in love with uh, myself and my work ethic. So, you know, we always kind of stayed in touch, and we've really become good friends over the past few years um, with their leasing and management team here at Station Park. So very happy that I made the move. Uh, you know, the management style of these guys is totally different than than uh, how City Creek and some of those uh, big wigs that run it operate. So I'm very pleased with my decision to move to Davis County and come here to Station Park. It's really a much different uh, uh, feel than Salt Lake County. It's much more uh, small town. I, I really appreciate that here. So yeah, as we kind of talk about it, so I'm, I appreciate you the fact that you love Davis County and, and it is a kind of small town feel. I mean, what are some of the other resources that helped you make that move up here to Davis County? I mean, it, it sounded like you, you, you know, Sean Buse, uh, when he was the, the economic director of Davis County. But can you talk a little bit about some of the support and, and resources you got from there? Yeah, so Sean and Megan um, at the county, I mean, they were just a godsend. They, they helped me through um, every aspect of, of uh, um trying to apply for some assistance with the county. So um, when I came to start here in Farmington, I didn't have a penny to my name and um, I was able to get a little bit of help from Station Park and the rest of the funding came from the county and I found it a lot more straightforward. And um, I mean, it had its difficult steps, but easier than your traditional um, banking uh, institutions or credit unions. So. You know, I went in, I made my presentation before the board, which was comprised of most of the mayors in the in the county, and um, it was just a simple yay or nay, right? So they believed in me, and, you know, I'm proud to say I haven't uh, let them down and been able to make all my payments and, and get the loan repaid, so. That's awesome. So uh, Sean at the Davis County Small Business Loan Fund uh, came through for you guys. I think that's what they're hoping for is, is more more stories like your own. Hey, um, so when we talked the other day, you talked about taking the stick out of the kebab. Tell us, tell us what inspired <laughs> you to take the stick out of the kebab. <laughs> you know, my restaurant in City Creek was very traditional. Um, you know, we had the traditional plates with, you know, the pita, the rice, the salads, the kebabs, and I never ate my food that way. You know, I was always on the run. I grabbed a bowl, I put everything in the bowl, and got in my truck and I, most of the time, you know, was just eating, eating on the go. So when I was gonna open the concept of Santorini's Greek Grill, said, okay, how can I make my life easier? Mm-hmm. And, you know, not be out there to please everyone else, but, but to make, make my job easier. And I hated putting the chicken on the stick. I said, okay, we're done with the stick. There's no more chicken on the stick. And we're just going to put all the chicken, the gyro, whatever it is, in a bowl or in a pita, give it to the customer. Same thing with our fries. You know, we dump our fries on the tray, we season it, we give it to the customer. So I really start, started focusing on, on me rather than the guests and the presentation of it, right? Well, that's kind of normally the, the business world would say to focus on the customer. But it sounds like the way you select your menu and present your food is is uh, is narrowing your niche, but very deep within your customer base. You must have a lot of loyal customers uh, that return to your business all the time. 
Yeah, definitely. You know, the menu, again, I really focus on what I like, you know, that was a, a really big part of, uh, of Santorini's here was, okay, what do I like? What do I like to eat? Um, so on and so forth. So we, uh, we just stopped focusing on, okay, is this person going to like this flavor? Is that person going to like that flavor? So I've even removed some menu items that, you know, I was a big fan of um, that, you know, throughout the last two years, I kind of was done with it. And so I've really just tried to focus on my own palate and put that out there. So. Hey, Sean, you know, one of the things I do like what you, what you talk about is that it does seem though that you are trying, you're, you're, you're constantly trying to, to, to solve a problem, right? So even taking the stick out of the kebab, I'm sure there was logistical problems and those kind of things. And even though you may not have talked to a lot of customers that drop to make that decision, but you're still constantly thinking about what is the problem? What is the problem I'm trying to solve and how am I going to solve it? That, that, that seems like you're kind of in that mentality kind of as you look at your menu as well, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, as a business owner, I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty much my job is, is problem solving. So, you know, and a lot of my problems um, arise through customer experience. So, you know, over food quality, over anything else, the experience of the guests is really what we sell here. And um, you, know, you can go somewhere and have the best food ever, right? If you have a bad experience and it's not a smooth experience, it's not a friendly experience, you most likely are not going to return. You don't want to put your dollars somewhere that is not appreciated. So that's been the biggest uh, hurdle for me is making sure my experience of my guest is 100% every time. And that's where the problems arise is, okay, did this team member, you know, not greet the guests coming through? Did this team member, you know, not pay enough attention to the guy that got his food late? So we're consistently problem solving. And one rule I have here at Santorini's is every employee has a free meal card that for any reason, without any question, they can give out one, two, or 10 free meal cards if they choose to do so and it'll never be questioned by any management at all that's interesting i, I actually really like that giving the employees kind of uh the ability to, to make decisions and, and to, to solve problems too yeah you know if they they, they they see a police officer in the line or a firefighter in the line they decide to to give them a free meal no one will ever question it here so we we try to give them a lot of say and power in that. Uh, that's really cool. I'm sure the public safety officers are appreciated of that too. They're, they're an important part of our community. Yeah. So how did your customer experience change during COVID? Was that a problem for you guys? Yeah, you know, we uh, ended up staffing more rather than less like most restaurants because we wanted to make sure the experience of the guest was the same whether there was a pandemic going on or not. So, um, you know, we had more employees in the store um, and we were fortunate enough in Davis County to be able to let the guest still come into the restaurant and order a takeout and walk out. A lot of the companies chose to not do that. They closed their lobbies entirely, but we wanted to, you know, with everything going on, we wanted our, our guests to know that they can still come here, still get the same experience and not have to worry about the craziness going on outside in the world. Yeah, when the, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. Sounds like you guys just picked it up to another level. 
Okay, now I got to ask this question. The only thing I hear about other than uh, stickless chicken is your is your yogurt bar. So, so tell us, wh why is that yogurt bar so popular? You know, our Greek yogurt is very unique. Um, you won't find it anywhere else in the state. So um, it's almost like a soft serve ice cream. I can hold it up upside down and it won't even fall. So it's a 10% fat and we do something really unique. Um, we have several different types of honey and I'm happy to announce we have now made a deal with um, a local beekeeper where you will now be able to choose your honey by the city. So you can come in and say, I want a yogurt with these uh, types of fruit on it. And I would like um, Tremont and honey, or I'd like uh, Lehigh honey. And each one really has a unique flavor based on, you know, what flowers the bees are, are uh, taken back to the hive there. So very unique um, uh, to Santorini's Greek grill. Does the Evanston honey come with sage flavor then? The we have a very sagey flavor honey from uh, Eagle Mountain. So if you come choose the Eagle Mountain honey, we're getting a really heavy sage flavor in there. So if someone is, has a bigger events and they want to maybe, you know, more folks than they want to bring into your restaurant, how, how would they get access to your food and your, and your wonderful menu? Yeah, so we do um, large scale events on catering. Um, you know, anywhere from 10 is our minimum up to a thousand people. And you can access, um, you know, getting a quote for catering from our website. There's a catering section and a form you can fill out there or simply um, calling the Santorini's business phone number and choose the catering option. So the full service buffet style uh, with COVID, we've done some individual meal caterings as well. Everything's delivered and set up and it's really hassle free to the guest. So Sean, you know, you've had an interesting background. And you know, when we talked to you the other day, you've had some ups and you've had some downs. You started your company in high school. Um, when you kind of sold or got out of that business, you, you had to make some changes. And so I, I think you, you've had a really interesting entrepreneur experience. So with that, what is the kind of the one piece of advice you would have to give entrepreneurs? Yeah, you know, we talked about this the other day. Um, you know, the biggest piece of advice I have to give to any business owner is to be disciplined. You know, treat yourself like an employee of the company, keep the company completely separate and write yourself a paycheck and live off of that paycheck. Don't ever take a penny more or a penny less. Um, so discipline is the biggest uh, factor um, as far as my success goes. That's great advice, both from a business standpoint, from a personal advice, I mean, I think discipline really is an important Con discipline and I also would describe you as grit you have grit too my friend Thank you. I think is also really part of that mixture but I, I think that discipline is a really interesting really interesting point well Sean thank you so much for your time today we're we're uh, getting hungrier um, so we're going to go try to find some place to have some food I don't know where we would think of to go but Santorini's Greek Grill comes to mind um, so those folks out there if you want to know more about Santorini's Greek Grill go to Santorini greek.com or look up Santorini Greek Grill uh, in Farmington uh, for their website. Sean, thanks again. James, as always. Thank you guys. Also like to thank Sydney Furton and uh, Cameron Jackson for his help putting our show together today. Everyone, have a great day. See you in two weeks. Thank you so much for listening to the latest presentation of Forging the North Edge. Please look for all future installments bi-weekly on Tuesdays on your preferred podcast provider.